from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. Home ownership and having a stable home and having people who are invested in those homes is the key to community development. Someone has to do that work up front, and that's why we are in here, because we are on the ground. This seems like a way where just a little bit of money could make a big difference. Yeah, a little bit of money makes a huge difference, and those ripple effects, they go all throughout the community. I'm Sarah Fenske. Every year, an average of 50 St. Louis families lose their homes because they didn't or couldn't pay the tax bill. Now a new effort aims to intervene in the tax foreclosure process and help them pay those bills before they get expelled from their home. The St. Louis Real Estate Tax Assistance Fund is an effort by a host of local entities that includes the St. Louis Collector of Revenue, Legal Services of Eastern Missouri, the nonprofit Prosperity Connection, and the Park Central Community Development Corporation. And joining us now to tell us about it is Abdul Abdullah. He is Executive Director of Park Central Development. Abdul, welcome. Hey, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So tax foreclosures have been a problem for families going back centuries. What brought your group together to try to address this this year? So it was really interesting, actually. Uh, there were actually uh, two efforts underway, and we didn't know about each other initially. Huh. Uh, so we were initially, I was working with uh, Alderwoman Shamin Clark Hubbard of the 26th Ward, uh, we were sitting at a table one day uh, going over some community issues, um, and she got a call. It was two calls from two families, and they were getting ready to lose their home the next day at the uh, tax auction. Now, when she sat there, uh, you should have saw the look of despair on her face, like, mm. how do we help these people? So at the time, uh, she said, Abdul, do you think we can come up with something that we can help families save their homes? And that was the initial kind of nexus of how this started. And it turns out uh, we had been working with Legal Services of Eastern Missouri on another initiative. And it turns out that they were actually uh, doing the same thing. And they were looking to say, hey, how do we create a fund that can uh, help um, St. Louisans keep their homes? And it just so happens we had a conversation. And what we decided to do was not take the what I call the St. Louis approach, being parochial, mm -hmm. and say, hey, how do we make a bigger pie where we can get more dollars to help more people? And that's exactly, you know, what we did. So we immediately brought in Prosperity Connection, who uh, uh, Legal Services were, was working with earlier. And then we said, well, we also need to bring in the collector who Legal Services were working with uh, initially as well. So that was how the partnership actually started. And one of our first uh, donors, uh, who also provided technical assistance as well as marketing uh, efforts as well up front on how we should approach it, was St. Louis Community Credit Union. So that was actually how the uh, partnership started. Wow. It seems like this is kismet, like two different groups <laughs> working on this. You all came together. And, and as you said, in a very un-St. Louis-like way, you figured out how to all do this as a, as a single effort together. Um, the fact that you were both sort of aware of this problem. Obviously, it's happening too much. We know this happens to about 50 homeowners in the city of St. Louis every year. Do we have a sense of how much on average they owe at the point that they lose their homes? 
Yeah, when we were doing our research, and 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 I think this is amazing when synergies uh, come together. Uh, we found an average, and initially the average that I had was 3,600 just from my research. I believe at the time Peter Hoffman, who we were working with, uh, who still work with with legal services on that side when he was doing some research, his was right at $3,400. So we took the average, and it was 3,500 was how we came up with uh, what that judgment would uh, typically is based on the data that was present to us at that time. Now, that may fluctuate sure. plus a minus 6%, uh, you know, which is standard, but that's pretty much it is that $3,500 is the average that it takes to save a home. So that seems like such a small amount of money in the grand scheme of things. Obviously, I don't just, I'm not just sitting on that <laughs> yeah. money right now, but when you think of $3,500 and then the ripple effects that come from a family being forced out from this, this seems like a way where just a little bit of money could make a big difference. Yeah, a little bit of money makes a huge difference. And those ripple effects, they go all throughout the community. Uh, When a family does lose their home to foreclosure, of course, it impacts the property value of the homes that are around it. It also adds to the vacancy that you know, is so prevalent within the St. Louis area, particularly in North St. Louis. And then all, also you have them in areas in South St. Louis uh, around Dutchtown. But that vacancy piece, when a home is vacant, you know, it becomes a uh, really a what I like to call a Petri dish for just, you know, negative impacts on community development, which, you know, uh, takes away from the safety and security in the neighborhood, the property values, and then just having a vibrant place where all people can live, work, and play. So how are you going to go ad- about administrating this? I'm just going to assume you guys are going to be able to raise this money, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But how are you going to get to the point where you're able to intervene at a point when people are truly in need, but it's not too late to stop that process? So a couple things. So first will be education. And I think that's the first piece um, is education and educating people on the process. One of the great things uh, with Park Central and with uh, our other partners, but particularly with Park Central and our other neighborhood groups who we work with, is that we are literally on the ground with the neighborhood groups. We're literally on the ground with the residents that live in that community to say, hey, this is how we can help. This is how we assist. So when we wake up every day within our core neighborhoods, we wake up and we say, how do we make this neighborhood better and how do we keep people there? So that's the first piece and working with our partners with legal services, but also the collector of revenue as well. Uh, so uh, mo- most of the time when a person does have that, forecl- that foreclosure, their first stop or their first point of contact is always going to be with the collector. And uh, the collector revenue, um, uh, Greg Daly, uh, him and his team, they've agreed to say, hey, when we have people that come in, in here, we're going to, first of all, refer them to you all, hmm. the coalition, to get the proper resource. And then when we get to the point where if a home is not salvageable and there is a foreclosure and we do know that there's going to be a possible eviction, uh, working and trying to partner also with uh, the collector's office uh, and even the sheriff's department to say, hey, where are these evictions taking place at so we can truly intervene with people who are going to lose their home and uh, which is the American dream. And we don't want anyone to be able to lose their home just because of the ripple effects that, uh, that it has, not just to the community, but to those individual families as well. So the collector's office, uh, Gregory FX Daily, they seem like a really key partner in this. They're willing to loop you guys in and you'll be able to help people. How do you know that you're going to be helping residents, um, you know, homeowners versus, say, that out-of-town investor who is just here trying to make a quick buck? Yeah, so it's a couple of things. 
one, uh, when you look at the um, that eviction piece that takes place with with the sheriff's department where they where they come in, that's one check. But then two, we also actually do uh, that frontline um, assessment with that particular person. So when they come in and they're going to get help, we're going to be able to come in, talk to them physically, talk to them, and say, hey. What's going on? Well, mm-hmm. this is going on. We'll also work with the collector's office to also identify, you know, if there are other real estate assets, you know, so that you can have a profile to say, hey, well, okay, well, this person is coming in, you know, and they own 15 houses and, and a commercial space where they're, they're not they're not going to be eligible for the for the fund. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so it, there is due diligence that you do up front, and uh, that's something that you know with Park Central, you know, we know typically um, that. Someone has to do that work up front, and that's why we are in here because we are on the ground uh, working with different neighborhood groups uh, in our area, but then also working with other uh, neighborhood groups that may be outside our particular area. So uh, that that's our that's our approach is the is the do due diligence. Uh, our staff we have uh, MSWs on staff, so being able to take that staff to make just not only their proper assessment, but being able to. To, to do due diligence, it's always good as well. Um, so, yeah. So it feels like the most complicated part of this then, again, other than raising the money, which I know you're very <laughs> yeah. focused on, but how do you make sure these families don't fall behind all over again? Well, one of the things we have, uh, and I think it's about um, being very holistic, is we have an approach that we, uh, with Park Central, we have our community resource counseling. And that's where we come in and we actually assess uh, that particular person in every aspect to say, hey, what do you need to make sure that you're stable? But also with our partnership with Prosperity Connection to be able to identify uh, some additional assistance that a person may need if it's a budgeting issue, if it's, okay, well, we just simply don't make enough money and being able to really kind of triage that person with the partners in the coalition. And I think that's the approach is that you have to be able to partner together with multiple people to address the problem and each person does what they do well. Hmm. And that's the approach. So I've been kind of putting off the elephant in the room, that being the money that it takes to actually pull this off. You mentioned that you have some seed money to get this started. How much do you have and how much are you trying to raise for this coming year? So our goal for the coming year is actually $300,000. That is what we, um, that's what we believe that we need to address the 50 homes. Uh, Right now we have right at $20,000 for the program. Uh, which is a very good start. So one of the things we were we were lucky to have was not only uh, Prosperity Connection, where they gave uh, dollars with the Federal Home Loan Bank, but also uh, with our Collector of Revenue, as well as St. Louis Community Credit Union. And then also WashU Medical Center Redevelopment also donated $5,000 to be able to help us seed this program as well. Uh, so that's where we're at. It's 20000 is where we're at, but our goal is to raise three, uh, $300,000. Okay. Well, if people are interested in contributing to this, maybe you have an employer that likes to write big checks. This seems <laughs> yeah. like a way to really make, as we said, just a few thousand dollars go a very long way. This is called the St. Louis Real Estate Tax Assistance Fund. It's R-E-T-A-F dot org. We also have a link on our website. That's stlonair.show. Abdul, just one last question for you here today. You're in the community development business and trying to shore up neighborhoods uh, both south of Del Mar and north of Del Mar. Yes. Kind of unusual. <laughs> in, in that you're doing both. How do you see this fitting into the overall mission of community development? Well, I think when we talk about home ownership, 
that is very key. One of the things, you know, that this provides is not only a, uh, a check, but it's just one of many tools that you can use, uh, that you can use to stabilize communities. So a home ownership and having a stable home and having people who are invested in those homes uh, is the key to community development. It's just, you know, you have your renters, you have your business owners, but those homeowners and those property owners are very key. So I look at this as another tool that we have in the tool belt to help people to A, uh, particularly in neighborhoods uh, along north of the Del Mar Divide, such as the West End, Academy, Sherman Park, Fountain Park, Vandervender, to A, stay in their neighborhood, um, uh, stay in their home, and then lastly, be able to realize uh, the wealth the wealth that they will accumulate from their homes as these neighborhoods begin to emerge and revitalize. Mm-hmm. Well, Abdul Abdullah, we want to wish you the best of luck with this effort, and thank you so much for coming and talking to us about it today. Hey, thank you for having me. This episode was produced by Sarah Fenske, with audio engineering by Aaron Doerr and production assistance from Jane Mather Glass. This podcast was mixed and edited by Aaron. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. If you learned something new from today's episode, consider leaving us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the easiest way to help people discover our show. We appreciate it. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.